Welcome to Football on the Rocks, where we pour ourselves a glass and help you dominate the fantasy football competition. During the season, we will recap the action for the week, identify targets to stock up on and targets to pour out, discuss our weekly positional rankings, and give you our DraftKings DFS picks of the week. So, Grab your glass, maybe put some rocks in it, and join three fantasy football experts and whiskey enthusiasts every week as we help you salvage your draft, win your league, and fight for the millionaire. Hello, welcome to Football on the Rocks. I'm your host, Joe Niehoff. Tonight is our DFS DraftKings podcasts for those of you who listen to us every week um really uh excited this week should be a fun week i i always cherish the weeks where the vikings don't play bobby yeah the reason why i do is because i feel like i make better teams because i'm trying not to have a viking on it (laughs) you know what i'm saying like i always you know i want a viking i feel like every time but i know that's a mistake but i still try to find a way to get a viking on my team right Or, or like you're trying to like avoid the guys that play the vikings because yeah, you don't yeah. want you don't want something to be like oh yeah they scored oh but it's a, but no wait uh-huh. like yeah yep yep that's pretty much how it works for me so vikings are on a bye week <clears throat> and honestly a lot of guys are on a bye week so it should be yeah. an interesting uh an interesting week when it comes to um really not only DraftKings but just fantasy football in general and, and you'll hear a little bit of that on our other podcast so let's get into it. Last week, um, who beat the experts? So first I will say this. After the first slate of games, the experts were looking pretty solid. Yeah. Right? We were three of the top five teams or something like that and, and in prime position. However, <laughs> it did not end that way. So congratulations to Huggy Bear Answer Book. The Madness, who uh, reminded us this week, he is the sorry Jets, for those of you who pay attention to all of our podcasts. Um, he's a sorry Jets fan. Uh, he has, I think, beaten us every week, or dang near every week, so he's been up there pretty good. Mickey Katz, 12, and K. Walt, 12. K. Walt, Kevin, uh, he's been doing pretty well as well in our uh, DFS stuff. So good, congratulations to all of those who uh, beat us. You, again, will be in that drawing for the bottle of whiskey. Um, so really, Bobby, why don't you start us off here this week, obviously talking about who we like, who's out there, who's available in a little bit of a slimmer week when it comes to really available studs. Who do you got for your first stack? Yeah, so I'm just going to kind of start right away at noon with uh, Carolina against the Giants. Um, in that game, due for a bounce back is Sam Darnold. Um, he's had a couple bad weeks in a row, um, just not who he was those first few weeks. And then kind of, all right, who is Sam Darnold? And really, who are the Carolina Panthers, in a sense? They're going to be without McCaffrey for a while, and so they're trying to find that identity. One reason why I like Darnold, though, he does have that rushing upside we saw, which gives him a little bit of a higher floor. Um, and then if you look at the Giants uh, defensively against quarterbacks, Through six weeks, they give up about 23 points. Uh, That's 27th worst um, to quarterbacks on a per-game basis over the whole uh, average there. Sam Donald's averaging 22. He's only 
He's actually under 6,000, 5,900 this week. Um, so you triple that. I mean, if you get even 18 points, you're very happy with what you're getting out of Sam Darnold. Um, and then a stack with that is DJ Moore. He's one of the better wide receivers out there, uh, just in general, averaging about 19 fantasy points per week in uh, DraftKings scoring. And that uh, that 27 points or the 27th worst uh, QB rank correlates with the allowed. And this is in half PPR scoring that I'm going off of uh, with this uh, receiving statistic. But 34 points on average per week in half PPR. So bump that up a little bit in a, in a full PPR scoring that the Giants give up two wide receivers. That's 26 worth. Um, and, and so... I see DJ Moore kind of coming back with a bigger game. One thing that you do like is that uh, Moore, especially in tournament plays, now he is 7,100. He's going to have to get you, you know, 20, 21-ish points. But more people will more than likely be off of him after his last two games against Philadelphia and Minnesota. We got 8.8 and 11.9. Prior to that, he scored the three weeks prior, over 21 points every single game, maxing out at 34.9 against Dallas. Um, he is still getting massive target share um, in in uh, the last, what, what are, uh, four of the last five games, he's gotten double-digit targets um, each and every game. And so he is a guy that you're, you, you just kind of have to love for that reason. Um, if you do want to go a little bit cheaper on the wide receiver side for that same game, you can look at Robbie Anderson. Well, I was was literally just going to say, and, and, you know, Robbie Anderson dropped how many passes last week? Like five, right? He dropped like five. He he also, (laughs) so in the last three games, he had 11 targets, seven targets, 11 targets. Yeah. So they're throwing the ball to him. Well, but that's the yeah. thing is they've been behind, and that doesn't help. You know that they need to throw the ball when they're behind in those games and so on. And it's curiosity too here is, you know, uh, are you looking at is CMC even playing? Let me see that. I didn't even look at. No, him he's not. Week. He is on IR. So he's at, yeah, he's, um, he's out. IR He'll again. be out for at least three more weeks. Yeah. Uh, so it's Hubbard's job. He's only sixty one hundred. It's a yeah. game that you can really attack, especially with that Carolina stack. And then you can do a bring back with with like Sterling Shepard. Yep. Um, he is ridiculous. So in every game that he has started and finished in DraftKings scoring, he has at least 17 points. He's only 5,600 yeah. this week. Yep. So it, it, as long as he doesn't get hurt during the game, <laughs> you're going to probably get another 17 points. He is I, incredibly I think- consistent when he's out there. Yeah, I think that's a good point too. You know, so at the end of the day, that's that's that when you're looking at stacking with, um, with Darnold. I mean, it's I, John is not a big fan of stacking a running back with a quarterback and say a wide receiver like that. Double stack is not John's favorite. I actually like it. So when I look at a stack, I'm trying to find a game where I think a team's going to score a bunch of points, right? So, yeah. so if I believe that Carolina is going to score a bunch of points against the Giants, well, the, I want to get every point. And what I mean by that is if they throw a touchdown, I'm going to have the quarterback. I might have the quarterback throw it to a wide receiver. But if they get close and they run it in, I'm going to have the running back too. So if they're scoring, right. you know, 
30 points in a game, the likelihood of me having almost all those points on my team is pretty high. So yes. sometimes it's not bad, in my opinion, that's just me, to have kind of that, that double stack and including a running back, especially when they're at a decent price. Right. Um, and, and I feel and, like with the matchup, I think he's at a good price. Right. And with your point that you're making there, um, their, their over-under Vegas style is only 43 points right now, um, which is kind of on the lower side. It's one of the lower over-unders for the weekend. So maybe there's not a ton of points scored there. I just don't see the Giants defense stopping really anybody right now. Um, well, and that's another good point, too, because the Giants, they, they've been a little bit banged up on the defensive side. So you'd think there should right. be some points scored by Carolina. Right. But, but again, Carolina's you know offense was pretty stagnant last week. I think that's mm-hmm. more, and I've said this a couple of weeks ago, that Minnesota Vikings defense is going to get better as right. the weeks go on. I was going to say, I think it's, it's more it's the Vikings defense. And then and the week yeah. prior to that, they played against – a really good underrated in a sense NFL style. The, the Philadelphia defense is very good. Yeah. Uh, and, and so maybe not so much on a draft Kings or like a, a fantasy wise. They're not going to yeah. score you a ton of points, but they are shutting teams down. They're doing pretty good that, this that year compared to defense. where they've been. And that's who they played last the, yeah. the week prior to that. And so that's kind of yeah. where some of those down weeks come in. And that's where I'm going to sneak in. I'm going to grab these guys in a, in a tournament play, and they're going to be a low-ownership player that should be able to boom for me a little bit. And, and again, at those lower prices, 5900 for Darnold, if you grab Ron, Robbie Anderson at 48 and do a comeback with Sterling Separate at 56 I, you, <laughs> you would be hard-pressed to find a better use of – 15, 16,000 of your budget. Yeah, I agree. And again, I think that it's just tough because that's such a lower scoring game according to Vegas. So yeah. you never really know. I don't think it's a bad uh, stack. I know John liked that stack too. I think we saw right. a thing from him earlier today. So, he really so liked that stack. Joe, tell us about uh, one of those higher scoring games that you are looking at uh, trying well, to maybe get access to. I, I love the the question. So I think this is uh, – I think the highest scoring game is going to be Kansas City, Tennessee. Um, Vegas does two at 57 with an over-under there. 100%. So if I can get a piece of that game, it's hard. I mean, it's going to be really hard not to take Derrick Henry after what we've seen him do. Um, the guy is averaging. Now, this is an average, not actual, right? So he's averaging 30.9 points. A week, right? That is stupid. <laughs> that, I mean, that's you look, stupid. You can't price him at a price where he's not worth it. So, right, he would have to be honestly. He would have to be at eleven thousand, which he's only at ninety two hundred. Yeah. He'd have to be at eleven thousand for you to go. Oh, maybe I'm not going to start him this week. But looking I mean, back, <laughs> looking back the key back <laughs> from week one. Week one, he was he had ten. Know, yeah, week one, he was 31, thir- 31st in scoring at the position. Since then, first, 12th, 4th, 4th, 1st. Like, yeah, he's just been even. on a tear. It's he's, not even. It's ridiculous. Even with that outlier of 31st, he's still averaging ninth as his average position at, uh, at the running back spot at the end of each week. Well, the in crazy his, thing is, he's doing it. Ranking. He's doing it in games that they, you know, 
they've they've dominated a few of these games. Where like they did they lose to the Jets? Is that what I'm seeing? Yeah, they lose to the Jets, twenty four to twenty seven. The guy still had thirty three carries, one hundred and fifty seven yards. <laughs> like yeah. yeah, the game they lost, and he's still touching the ball off the backfield thirty three times, right. and that's just we're, ridiculous. We're six games into this, and he has a stat line that you would love to have for your running back at the end of the year at seven eighty three and ten. Yeah. Hey, you know what's really funny? Um, and I'm just going to say this real quick, but um, in uh, in that we were talking at the very beginning of the season and we had our recap drafts afterwards. I told everybody about a friend of mine here in the neighborhood that uh, drafted the team. She had the first overall draft pick. Do you remember who her first overall draft pick was? Yeah, she went there, Henry, didn't she? And it wasn't CMC. And she's like, I just had a feeling, right? We want to know what's so funny about that. She traded after, him away, didn't she? After you? week one, she was so pissed she traded him away. <laughs> <laughs> now oh, I get her. T, 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 T. Uh, craziness, craziness. But anyway, I, all right, let's, yeah. let's, let's keep going here. So, yeah, I like that game. So, if, I'm, I, if I can get a piece of that game, that's great. The problem with that game is everybody knows, and when I say everybody, I mean DraftKings clearly knows that that game is the biggest game of the week. Right. So if I'm taking a game there, I got to find, I have to find a way to make this, you know, this team good. So first and foremost, the best stack and comeback, in my opinion, if you can make it work on your budget, which is really hard, but I think people that do this will, the reward will be great is Mahomes Tyreek with a comeback of Henry. Yeah, that it's almost impossible to make a team with that because here I'll just put it together here. So if you do that, right? So you go Mahomes, you go Henry, and you go Tyreek. You have an average of thirty nine hundred per player available left after that. Yeah. Now your defense, you're gonna probably let's let's just throw in the cheap, de- you know, let's see what the cheapest defense is this week. Um, Texans, Lions, you wouldn't really want to mess with them, to be honest with you. Let's see, can't say no. Let's go with uh, Philly versus Vegas. Okay, it's 2,300. That's actually not a bad a bad team. So after you take your cheap, 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 cheap defense, you have $4,300 a player available. So it's just – it's tough to make a team off of that. So if I'm going to – you know, I want a piece of that game, I'll figure out what players fit in. That's the stack I like the most. Um, I, I'm not – Big on Tennessee, Tennessee's ability to throw the ball right now. But if you got to go the other way, take like Hill, and then go with like you know, on, on the opposite side you go Tannehill, who's you know Tannehill's for him is somewhat expensive in my opinion, six four hundred. Yeah, um, and that that's partly just the matchup that he has. That's more than likely why he's priced that way. Oh, absolutely. But the but, Chiefs, but saying, the like, Chiefs are giving snaps. up the second most points to quarterbacks. Yeah. yeah, on average this season, anyways, and so that that just kind of works itself into. Uh, well, the, that's that not the problem, there. though. Like that's not the problem. Like th- they're also giving up a stupid amount of points to running backs um, from right. a fantasy standpoint. So it's like it's hard. So that's what I'm saying. And, that game, that game, got to have a piece of it. If you're going to try to win something, you got to kind of guess right on the guy that's going to be the most right. score. Um, right. And because and the be hard thing to do, the hard thing to do, and people are going to try to do it, is stack Tannehill with probably AJ Brown or or some other wide receiver. And to your point, um, 
it's it's Henry that if you're gonna stack, if you're gonna do Tannehill with someone, it's Henry that you're gonna have to go with because Chiefs give up twenty, they're twentieth to to running backs um, over the course of the season, but they're tenth best against wide receivers at the position, only giving up about twenty eight points per game to yeah. the wide receiver. So they're giving up all these points to the quarterback, but not a lot to the wide receivers. Yeah. And, and that's the thing like you could that way. You could you could almost go with like an AJ Brown and you know see yeah. how that turns out for you if you're trying to take but but again I think again get it get a piece of that game. Yeah. Um that's one of like the most there's there's actually one other game I want to mention which I think could be a little bit sneaky on the scoring uh, I wonder Cincinnati if thinking... Cincinnati Baltimore. Okay, um, I wasn't thinking that one. Yeah, I, you know, I, I think that you have two defenses that are you – know, Cincinnati's defense is fairly good. I mean, they're not anything crazy, but um, but Baltimore has been playing secondary. better. Baltimore's defense has been playing better, yeah. more specifically, I guess, last week against the Chargers. However, I just – I got one of those kind of feelings. I think that game, there's a lot of really buildability when you think of making a team. If you're trying to mm-hmm. stack or kind of reverse it, right, so – I go with a Baltimore stack with like Lamar and Brown. I can come back with Chase, right? Yeah. Um, and and that I think would be a decent a, a decent comeback. And then vice versa, if I go with you know Burrow and Chase, I can come back with uh, like a, a Brown or or even come back with um, uh, well, I didn't see if he's going to be playing this week or not. But where's he at? Julio. No. Is he not playing this week? Oh, yeah. Or are you talking Bateman? Andrews. No, I'm talking Andrews. Or Bateman. I'd love to have Bateman on the lineup, too. So you get the idea. Like, I think there's yeah. some, some playability there. The other one I want to mention, because I think this will be a, a great stack for the week as well. So, like, I see this is what I'm saying. Like, I told you before, I like non Viking weekend because I like a lot of things. <laughs> I'm going to end up making my yeah. best team of the year this week. Tampa Bay. Okay, they've won, for those who have paid attention, I think that they've been a part of a stack that has won the Millionaire twice this season. They're playing against Chicago. You've heard me say it before, Chicago's not very good against a slot wide receiver. Okay, there's a couple guys specifically that line up in the slot for Tampa Bay. Bobby, do you know who I'm thinking of? Um, Are you talking about, like, Wide receiver wise, who's the who's the main slot wide receiver for Tampa Bay? Uh, Antonio Brown, typically. No, Brown is actually typically he plays a lot of slot. He does. That's why I said there's two guys. Godwin's the, the primary. I was gonna say Godwin is the Brown other guy. is the other one. Brown goes a lot in motion and stuff like that, so he, he gets some decent matchups. Um, so long story short, those two guys, I love a double stack this week with Tom Brady. Put those two in. Both of them are like. I believe they're both at like the 6,000 range. Yeah, so uh, Brown is 63. He's questionable, so pay attention. And Godwin is 59. So for a, a, a you know 77 for your quarterback and then those two guys coming back, that's not a bad stack. You're not spending Godwin, a ton of money. Godwin is the cheapest of all of those guys. Yeah. One thing that could be fun is to bring it back with Darnell Mooney. Sure. Just, yeah. Again, I, and, you know, I take these moonshots with him. He scored a touchdown last week. Um, he gets, you know, the last three weeks mooning at eight, five, seven targets. Um, and so, 
he's getting three to five catches every single game, but he, he has that big playability. He has uh, a high um, average depth of target. And so, and we already know that Tampa Bay gives up a fair amount of points um, through the air. So, yeah, absolutely. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, you have a very good comeback options. Not right. that, I mean, how do I say very good comeback options? I mean, really, that we, we kind of understand they're not necessarily great players, so to speak, but cheap players, right? right. I mean, we're not, you're not spending a bunch of money on a wide receiver in Chicago these days. Right. I think the, the most expensive, which if he gets out of his butt, like, you know, figures it out, Allen Robinson is 5,100. I mean, yeah. you know, that's cheap for him back in the day. But if you get a Darnell Mooney, he's 46. Right. I mean, that's that's not a bad deal for a guy that's probably going to get a lot of action. Right. And you, you just need 15 points from him or not even. You need, what, 14, 13 points from him? Yeah, and well, I mean, look he's, what done he's done that three times this year. I was gonna say, just just look at his uh, look at his game log last couple of weeks. More specifically, he's getting eight targets, five targets, seven tar- targets. For a guy at that price point, that's not bad. But fifteen points, twenty one points, twelve point six. Uh, he's got a six in between there as well, and a, and a really bad week. But yeah, um, everyone seems to do bad against Cleveland. Yeah, that's you know that's a good point. So anyway, um, yeah, I just think I think he's a good play as a comeback. <clears throat> Um, and you know, it's not that Robinson's a bad play. I mean, 5,100 ain't bad. He just hasn't done much this year. So it's kind of scary to play him. Um, so anyway, and, and here's the other thing I was going to make a point to as well. You don't need to have a comeback player. It's no, not you required. Don't. Um, no. we find that a lot of times, you know, if you think of a higher scoring game, this is where, you know, I'd want to have a comeback in the Kansas city, Tennessee game. In the Tampa Chicago game, I don't need to have a comeback for Chicago, especially if you don't know that, that Chicago is really going to score a lot of points. Right, that's that's the exact point. So, anyway, that's what I like there. Like I said, uh, that's the stacks I like. Individual players. Uh, well, anything else, Bob? Before we move on to individuals or positions, um, one other game to kind of pay attention to is that Detroit Rams game. Stafford's getting his little revenge game. Ah, that's um, right. In DraftKings, it has the opponent ranks next to all these guys. I don't know why or how it says that the opponent rank for uh, Detroit's defense against quarterbacks is the fifth best. Um, because everything that I look at says that Detroit's secondary is really bad. Uh, yeah. But they're really actually kind of middle of the road. They only give, about, give up about 20 points a game to quarterbacks. I think it's different this week for Stafford. Um, yeah. I, I can see him going out, giving the Lions a little bit of respect, and then dropping like four touchdowns on them and like yeah, 350 you know, yards. I, I think it's one of those games where he comes back to Detroit and like the fans all cheer for home. him. He's at home. You know what I mean? Like it's he's going to totally. It's in LA, Joe. Oh, it's at, okay. It's Games in LA. in LA, which I is all you. the more reason why Stafford, I think, is going to ball out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It, and uh, he's. He, he will be able to just put up a lot of points. And so that's one other to look at. And that that's kind of where I do want to get into talking about running backs, if we can transition over there. Let's go. You got uh, it. Because in that game, Henderson should have a big game. Um, Rams are giving up – or I'm sorry, the Lions, I should say, are giving up about 30 points a game to running backs. And uh, Daryl Henderson's only 6,600. 
He just went for 21-78 in a touchdown. He had a couple of catches as well with another touchdown. He got over 100 total yards, but he hasn't yet hit that bonus for you in the uh, 100 yards rushing or 100 yards receiving. Um, I, I could potentially see that changing this week and having you know break off a big run here uh, in this in this matchup against Detroit. Uh, so he is one guy at 6,600 that I do like. You already mentioned Derrick Henry. We already talked about how he needs to at least be another $1,000 more, if not even more than that. Yeah. Um, and, and it's hard not to just jam him into your lineup until he doesn't work out anymore. Um, so that is definitely something that we want to keep, keep, a, keep a close eye on here. Um, when it comes to running backs, though, as you know, if you're a season long player, we're in we're in the like um, by Ragnarok here. Like this is yeah. the worst week ever when it comes yeah. to when it comes to trying to start literally any running back because they're either on by or hurt. Um, yeah, and when it comes to DraftKings, one one thing to say because you you try to look for values at different positions. Like there's not a lot of cheap values with no. running backs. Um, so you know like. You know, when it was Le'Veon Bell got his first touchdown with Baltimore last week. Um, but, like, you know, he's 4,500, and I would not play him. You know, Jamal right. Williams is 4,600. I would not play him. Um, you know, so right. you're looking at these fours, and the cheapest guy, there's really nobody in the fours I would much consider. No, there isn't. And, and that's, that's what's hard about it. So, so you got. I think you got to come into this week knowing you're going to spend a little bit more on running backs. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's okay because there is some guys in the sixes that you know I think you get some good value out of. You know Hubbard, we've talked a little bit about. I think he could be some good value at uh, sixty one hundred. Yeah. Um, you know if we're looking at you know, a, a sneaky stack with uh, the Kansas City game, uh, Williams. You know he's not a bad stack, not a bad guy to put in there because he might just get one of the little handoffs. Another guy that I'm going to mention in running back, and this is one that I wanted to highlight actually. Uh, is is Connor in Arizona? Um, yeah. So just think of the game flow of what you'd expect in that game. Arizona's probably going to handle that one pretty easily. Um, and if it does get to that point, you know, Edmonds, it's not like he's not involved, but it becomes a Connor's game, right? It becomes more of his his game, and he's probably the best value on the list, right? So after him, uh, you know, like. What maybe Miles Gaskin can blow up and do something for you against Atlanta, but that's like a huge risk. Um, and he's only three hundred cheaper than Connor, you know. So I, I think Connor is your best value at running back this week. Right, they're both fifty six hundred. If Edmonds plays, I, I kind of actually lean the other way. Um, I like Edmonds over Connor, and that's uh, we typically don't do bets on our DFS. But do you want to put that one up? I get Edmonds yeah. and get Connor. I like it. Yeah, well, I'm yeah. taking the bet. So let me say that first. Now explain to me why you like him better. Uh, he's more consistent. So I've been – I'm putting together this consistency ranking saying um, – I, I look at well, range of outcome window. I, I'm calling it a row score. Uh, I'm tweaking it, refining it, all this kind of stuff. So I'll we'll kind of debut that in a few weeks here yet. As it's going to be your – we're going to patent it for it's football gonna be, on the Yeah, rock. it's good. Yeah, it's gonna be my little my little uh, pet thing here. Um, but he is much more consistent in his ability 
to turn out those higher uh, performances or those better performances. He's been uh, in a 12-team league startable uh, in four of six weeks, whereas James Conner's only done it twice. Sure. Yeah. And so that's kind of where I lean that way. Now, Edmonds, at this I, I do want to put the caveat on. Edmonds has to start the game. He has to play. He is but questionable. Sure. Okay. But obviously, so you're saying the bet on if, if he starts. If if Edmonds is is uh, marked as out, the bet gets nullified. But if the game starts and he's questionable or even doubtful, but they haven't changed him to out before the game starts, um, I get you know Edmonds is in because if again it's kind of if he's not out, I get to play him. I get it. Yeah, you know, kind of deal. I understand. And so, and the, even just last week, uh, Edmonds was thirty sixth, Connor was thirty fifth. So yeah, they're yeah. both right there in terms of what their usage looks like. Um, but it's just I, I do I like Edmonds a little bit more, um, and because of his injury, he hasn't been used as much in the last few weeks. Whereas Connor's usage has gone up. Um, but even with Connor's usage going up, he isn't getting the points that goes well, to, that typically a, correlates needs a, with well that. he needs a touchdown like he's he's not he doesn't get much action uh, receiving so like his no. his real points are coming no. from you know the his handoffs and and so he's not right. you know, if they're at the has, goal line he gets a touchdown that's where he yeah. scores his points and that's kind of what you gotta you know right. hope but for you also look the, the thing with connor that you look at is to your point, those touchdowns he had, you know, week three and four, he had two touchdowns in both of those games, each one against San Francisco. Um, but even in that game against San Francisco, he had 10 carries, but he only had 10 points. He scored a touchdown, you know, against the Rams, 18 carries, he only had 50 yards, he had 20 points. Yeah. Against Jacksonville, eleven carries, eighteen points. That's what, you, but only forty-three yards. Again, it's just not correlating. Those touches aren't correlating to points like you want them to. Now, when Edmonds touches the ball, I mean, he had only four rushing attempts last week. Now, to your point, he he is much more involved in the passing game, which is why I like him a little bit more, especially for drafting well, his, purposes. His floor is is much. His floor higher. is higher, right? Yeah, and that yeah. that's where I come in at, especially the the. They are the same price at that fifty six hundred, and they're playing at home against Houston. Um, yeah. You know, it's just it's hard not to like that. Their over under is at forty seven points, uh, but if this number is right, they're favored by eighteen and a half. Yeah, that, yeah. that's absolutely absurd number. Um, so I see both of these running backs being pretty well involved and if they do run away with it you know maybe they lean on connor a little bit more and and you're able to uh kind of run away with it as well because of that yeah yeah well let's move on to uh to wide receivers here i'll take the lead on this one first of all um i think this could be a good Devontae adams week but they do believe that as well which is why he's 8900 I, I i'm more of a tyreek fan we already you already heard us on that one yeah I'm going to scroll down the list a little bit um, just to kind of give you some insight on a few guys I like that I haven't mentioned. So keep in mind, I've mentioned uh, Godwin, who I like this week. I've mentioned Chase. I've mentioned Brown. Um, Bobby, you mentioned Shepard. I'll 
kind of leave that one there because I do like him as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but a player I want to, and I'm I'm kind of throwing this out into the wind to see if anything is picked up or or if anything is taken by it. All right, so so there's your preface to my terrible recommendation I'm about to make. Um, but the guy that I like, and I'm I'm taking a swing and a miss at is Braden Cooks. How's the wind feel? Who's Braden Cooks? Brandon Cooks. Sorry. Braden. Okay. I said Braden. Brandon Cooks. Yeah, Brandon Cooks. He's good. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, and again, we were, we're just talking, talking about this game, game. right? But right. here's here's why. Now, let me, you know, give you some just from me. Well, apparently, your dog doesn't like my pick. That's okay. He doesn't have to. Bunker, it's all right, buddy. You don't have to like my pick, bud. Anyway, so Brandon Cooks. It is Brandon Cooks. I can't believe it's a Brandon. 13 targets, 11 targets, 14 targets. Week one, he had seven. Week four, he had seven and five against New uh, England. So he's a double-digit target kind of guy, especially when that team is losing. So lost 33 to 31, 13 targets. Lost Mm -hmm. 9 to 24, 11 targets. Lost 21 to 31, 14 targets. So if I get – and again, his price is what makes me like him, 6,000. I need 18 right. points. Yeah. You're right? And I, yeah. And yeah. I think He's I am incredibly getting, consistent Now, if he gets a touchdown, well. I'm getting 24 points. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, like that's, 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 that's awesome. And the average is um, right at 16. So he's right there at the number. And right. the matchups, you know, not that – I mean, Arizona's got a pretty good defense, but the matchup is telling me that he should have a decent week. Um, is there anybody you want to kind of point out that we haven't already discussed on wide receivers? Uh, you kind of took my guy there with, uh, with Brandon cooks. I, I really like that pick as well. Um, but one guy that I'm looking at is playing against those sorry jets that we love to bring up so much. Um, and that's Jacoby Myers. Okay. It's like the, the touchdown gods hate him. <laughs> you see what happened because, last week? Because he, He's got his whole career playing this game of football in the NFL and not scored a touchdown yet. So he's, I mean, if you, if there's anybody that's due for something to happen, it's him. Um, I mean, inexplicably, the Jets are actually good against wide receivers. They give up the fourth least amount of points to wide receivers at only 24 points a game. But Jacoby Myers has to score a touchdown. I mean, you add a touchdown to any of his last, any of his games so far this season, he has gotten at least eight fantasy points every game. Um, he had games in weeks three and four where he had 18 and 16 points, respectively, in both of those. He's getting heavily targeted and he should score a touchdown. He's only 5,300. Um, every single one of these games, he is right at that 5,300 price range. At you know, you're looking at about you know 15.9 points, so 16 points. He's gotten that twice this season on his own without the assistance of a touchdown. He has yet to go over 100 yards. This is a week that I think he does both of those things. Oh, that's, um, that's a bold prediction right there. And, and um, I'm saying it against a hard, apparently a hard defense as well. 
Yeah, um, yeah. But I'm going with Jacoby Myers at 53. Um, I'm actually going to build a team as we speak here because um, I like our calls here with uh, with Cooks and Myers. Um, it's just a matter of figuring out everything else. But yeah. Hey, and I'm going to mention a cheap guy again, just as kind of throwing it out there. Um, and he's he's probably going to be on a lot of teams if I had to guess, just because he's playing Rashad Bateman, thirty four hundred. Mm-hmm. Pay attention, tight ends. So tight ends, uh, you know, Kelsey's questionable, so you're a little bit iffy on him. Um, I, I mean, likely he plays um, from what I'm hearing, uh, but he was limited with his his neck injury in practice on Wednesday. Uh, but obviously he's at the top of the list for a number of reasons. Uh, but if I'm looking at like matchup and value, um, I would say the first guy that catches my eye on a on a matchup standpoint is actually Kyle Pitts. Is that is that who is that Henry? Uh, yeah, we got a special guest here. Well, hi Henry. Hold on. This is a super special guest. This is one of my favorites. Henry, so Henry, actually, I got to let you guys know, Henry is doing a guillotine league with me and some of my buddies, Ooh, and uh, nice. we are still going strong right now. Right. We're, we're the Henry's Eagles, and we are making it. I love it. I love it. Henry, who's your favorite football player, buddy? Um, um, the Vikings. The Vikings. Every, everyone I, on the Vikings. Every Viking. I agree. I'm with you on that one, brother. Hundred percent. Chloe likes them too, and so does Charlie. We we cheer for them every Sunday, except for this Sunday. Well, even this Sunday, we cheer for them because we're cheering yeah. for all the teams they play against the loop. Yeah. <laughs> um. So as you're talking about tight ends here, Darren Waller is one that is. Good night, buddy. You have a great night. One guy that uh, Darren Waller is one guy that I that I kind of am curious about in terms of his usage because we everyone saw him week one what (laughs) i'm I'm talking to uncle joe yep so week one we saw him get 19 targets he rolled 10 for 105 and a touchdown since then he has yet to top 70 yards he has (laughs) no more than eight targets in a game no more than five catches in a game ever since then and and he's still crazy, crazily priced. I don't know if that's a word. Uh, at sixty seven hundred, he's the second most expensive yeah, for, guy. Yeah, for a there. tight end, that's for a tight end not named hey. Kelsey. That's pretty expensive, right? Well, for a tight end getting that kind of usage, yeah, that's kind of crazy. I mean, you go down a little bit from him, and you look at Mike Gesicki. He's getting more targets, more yards in the la- and more receptions. In the last four weeks, then then uh, he's gotten ever since week one, then yeah. Waller has, and Gasicki is forty seven hundred. You save two grand by just dropping down a little bit. Gasicki gets Atlanta; they're not exactly great. Um, Goddard has a nice matchup if you're looking in that same uh, same. And game will with be Vegas. the only and and will be the only tight end. Uh, speaking right. of of that crew, you know Zach Ertz is somebody that. Just watch. I mean, who knows how involved he'll be in the first week. You know, I think to I think Ertz scores a touchdown. 
Yeah, it's oh, kind of yeah. one of those. You get this nice new prize. Things. You want right. to kind of focus on the you know, head right. of something, and, yeah, and you want to show here. the fan base. You want to say, "Hey, Zach, we appreciate you coming. You know, yeah. we want you here. We want you to be a big part of this." Um, Houston is the worst against tight ends in general, anyways. Yeah, and so that's just a Houston is a team that we're as a in general kind of rule of thumb. Like you look at all right, who gives up points to tight ends, anyways. Uh, it's Houston. Um, yeah. It's San Diego. Or I'm sorry, it's, it's the, the, the Vegas Chargers. Yeah, Los Angeles Chargers. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's Jacksonville. It's Kansas City. You know, the team that you're typically going to be targeting throughout the season, and it's Baltimore as well. Um, yeah. Those are your bottom four or five teams against tight ends. So you see someone's playing against Houston. And Zachary, it's only $3,900. Yes, please give me that on my team. Yep, um, absolutely. And then you can kind of have a little fun. You know, maybe you grab um, Kyler Murray. He is 8500 this week. He is the most expensive quarterback that that is there. Uh, but you get a little uh, double stack with, like, Ertz, uh, Murray, and you, you throw in maybe uh, more in there for your double stack with a with a comeback um uh comeback with cooks yeah. you got a nice little team there and they are playing in that later game so if you do need to make any kind of other adjustments going into that um you do have that ability to have some some uh flexibility going into those later games yeah and I like it. so this team i'll just let you know this team that i'm putting together here i got murray got henderson cooks myers more and Ertz. So okay. I got a running back, a flex, and a defense left, and I still have fifteen thousand left to good. use, and yeah. that's a fun team to play with. Then, yeah, yeah, you know, I like it. Looking at how uh, things go. Real quick on the tight ends, and then we'll we'll get off this this segment really and be done uh, for the most part with what we're talking about with your teams. Tight end, want pay attention because if both OJ Howard and Gronk are out. Cameron Brate could be a good pick for thirty four hundred dollars, um, so or thirty three hundred for him. So just pay attention to that. It may not, it not. I mean, not like Chicago is terrible against tight ends. I just think again, Tampa Bay should have a good game, um, and and a value there. All right, that's it for that section. Any last words on them before we talk about um, who the millionaire was last week and how they made it happen? No, go go ahead, take the reins there, Joe. All right. Millionaire last week, Bull Nasty. That's a name. 231 points. Um, so, yeah, that's a pretty good week. Again, kind of that range we've talked about from the very beginning, 225 to about 250. You're somewhere up in that range. You're going to have a pretty good chance of, of at least getting in some good money on, on the millionaire teams. Um, his stack, this was a little like this team this, this last week to me was unorthodox, unusual for what we've seen millionaire teams made up of Baker Mayfield was his quarterback and Donovan Peoples Jones is his only stack, which Peoples Jones had a huge day. Okay. Um, so kudos to him for picking that uh, no comeback, but he filled his team because he saved money on those two players. I mean, think about it to, you know, Baker didn't do much. I mean, enough to, to score points, but, but when you save money on a couple positions, you can get studs. And that's what he did. He spent money on Taylor. He got Joe Mixon, C.D. Lamb. Adam Thielen had a great week for him. Uh, he had a double tight end move. He actually had Travis Kelsey and 
Noah Fant. So an interesting team, definitely abnormal to what we've typically seen a millionaire kind of comprised of, um, but still held true to the stacks, which is why we talk about them every week. Um, and, and you do have to be a little bit unorthodox in order to win the millionaire because you have to be unique in some aspect in order to yep. make that difference to, to get you that big payday. Absolutely. Absolutely. Maybe one of these days we can be like these guys, Bobby, and make ourselves some money on drafting. All right. Um, that's it for, uh, for this podcast tonight. Any final words before we say our bye? No, good luck beating us again this week. This was one of our better weeks, as you said. This last week, we didn't have everyone beat us like they have in the past. Yeah. Um, I don't foresee that happening again. I mean, we've gotten better at this, so uh, we're all having fun and, and getting her done. Absolutely. Good deal. All righty. Well, have a good night. See you all later. Cheers.